0: Well, let's turn our Bibles to Genesis 31, Genesis 31, there's 55 verses in this 31st chapter of Genesis, and I'd encourage you to go home and read it, read it this season. I was going to do the whole chapter, just kind of skip and have you read it beforehand, but I got a recipe for a, a meal. I wanted to cook this meal, <laughs> so we're going to look at the first sixteen verses. Genesis thirty-one. Look at the end of chapter thirty, that last verse, verse forty-three. This is the same paragraph Moses wrote in the end of the same paragraph. But Genesis thirty, verse forty-three, and the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle, and maidservants servants, and men servants, and camels, and asses. That's Jacob. What do you think about them people that's got a whole bunch of servants in this country? People ought not have that much. That's how I hear that all the time. That's just too, that's just too much for one person to have. That means nothing to him. He had a lot, didn't he? Abraham had a lot, didn't he? Isaac had a lot, didn't he? Jacob had a lot. He was increased exceedingly. Lots of servants, men and women, and camels and asses. And Laban knew that's what we looked at last time, wasn't it? Laban knew that the Lord had blessed Jacob. He knew that Jacob was the only reason he was increased. And that's why he was increased. Was because Jacob was there. The Lord was blessing Jacob. And he knew that Jacob knew that the Lord had only blessed him. He's the one that did all the work. And business is booming. What would you do? Let's celebrate. We have a Thanksgiving, right? It's a, a, a harvest feast. Let's get together and rejoice in this, wouldn't you? The world did not. His family did not. The world does not now, and the Lord, or the world will not rejoice if the Lord blesses you. People's going to be bitter. Those unregenerates are just going to, and they're going to be mad about it. They are. So when they get mad about you, I want you to remember this, okay? This will be good for us. It'll teach us something. Genesis 31, verse 1. And he heard, that's Jacob, he heard the words of Laban's sons. They were the ones watching all his sheep. He was watching Laban's sheep, remember? Saying, Jacob hath taken away all that, the, our, that was our father's, and of that which was our father's hath he gotten all this glory. This one that the Lord loves, this Jacob, he's doing so well, and it's making us look bad, Daddy. What's people going to say? This servant of yours is getting all the glory. Everybody just loves him. We can't have it. We're going to have to do something about this. (laughs) That's what they're saying, isn't it? Remember back whenever Jacob arrived on the scene? 20 years before this, back in uh, chapter 29, it says, it came to pass when Laban heard the tidings of Jacob's sister's son, he ran to meet him, and he embraced him, and he kissed him, and he brought him to his house, and he told Laban all these things, and Laban said, surely thou art my bone, and thou art my flesh. He couldn't wait to see Jacob, and now they can't wait to see him go. Something changed, had not it? He could see it on their faces. He wasn't a fool. He wasn't some bumbling idiot. He looked him dead in the eye. Jacob looked them people in the eye. I tell you that all the time. I look people in the eye when I talk to them. You look people in the eye when you talk to them too. He looked them in their eye and he could see it on their faces. Verse 2, and Jacob beheld, he saw the countenance of Laban. And behold, it was not toward him as before. Boy, something's changed. You ain't hugging, running up, hugging me and kissing me no more, are you? Something's different. Them boys is yakking in the background. Solomon said in Proverbs 18, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and that's between believers. That's between believers, isn't it? I heard somebody read that recently. It takes God to teach us we're the offender, not the offended. Everybody I talk to is offended. You ever met somebody at divorce and it wasn't their fault? It's always the other person's fault, it? You ever had a bad business deal? Well, somebody else's fault. That's called an external locust control. Somebody else, they did that, the infamous they, right? The Lord teaches us it's us. We're the offender, then he'll bless us. Laban was Jacob's uncle, and all Jacob's cousins, Laban's sons, they were, they were the ones that had trouble. He'd served them well, been there for 20 years, and they were offended. They were offended by him. They were offended in his prosperity, which was their prosperity too, wasn't it? Jacob was sent there by his father to get his bride. And he came unto his own. And his own received him not. Do you see any patterns here? You heard that before, Bob? <laughs> he came to his own. That's his family, isn't it? Now they don't want nothing to do with him. Turn to Matthew chapter 10. This will be good for us. Matthew 10. The Lord was sending his apostles to go preach. It says Matthew 10 verse 16. He said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Who's fit for these things? Sheep among wolves. I wrote all this the other day, and I got a not a bone was broken, but I had a pound of flesh took out of me this morning. Wolf got a hold of me. (laughs) bit me real hard you imagine this you're a sheep you know what a sheep is we know what sheep are don't we you're a sheep and you have no offensive weapons and you have no defensive weapons and you can't run fast and if you're in a field or a forest you stick out in any environment that's a beautiful picture I thought you stick out (laughs) can't keep from it can you now you're surrounded by wolves They're bigger than you. They're faster than you. They got sharp teeth. They got strong jaws. They hunt in packs. They coordinate their attacks. Does that sound appealing? Do you want to go out rattling cages and finding wolves? Leave them alone. If I were going to be in that situation, the Lord had better be with me. Is that right? He had better be my shield, He had better be my defense or I absolutely have none, and I'm a goner. Isn't it? We don't farm no more, so let's put it in modern terms. Can you imagine being a quadriplegic in a room full of devil worshipers? That's what these people were. They're of their father, the devil. They ain't the Lord's people. They ain't born by his spirit. Verse 22, Matthew 10, 22, And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. <laughs> because of me. I'm going to jump ahead in this chapter just real quick for his name's sake. The Lord's going to change Jacob's name to Israel. He's a chosen of God. Do you think he put that, he embroidered that and put that on the hind of his camel? I'm a chosen. I'm God's elect. You think he did? Same. I guarantee he didn't. He said, I'm a sinner. Didn't he? Same way God's people in this world don't go around promoting that they're Christians. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. No, I'm a sinner. If you do that, learn. I don't know who you are, but learn from it. Lord gives us these examples. He said, You're going to be hated because of my namesake. Because you're really in me. You ain't going to be everybody's buddy. You're going to be hated. Why? Look down in verse 35, Matthew 10, 35. For I am come, the great I am. He's come to set man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter against the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth. He gives this command once he he states that. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He said, if you don't forsake them, if you take their sides against me, if you defend your family against the gospel instead of defending the gospel, against your family, said you're not my disciples. Fact. (laughs) How do I know that's a fact? He said so. He said so, didn't he? Over in John, we read it this way. He said, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. He's speaking to the Father. He said, Father, I've manifested your name and all that, the beauty that that entails in the people that you gave me out of this world. He goes down further and says, I have given them thy word. I've given them, He gave them himself, didn't he? he's the word he goes i've given them thy world and word and the world hath hated them because they're not of the world even as i'm not of the world that offends people jacob's here he's right in the middle of a world that blasphemes the lord's name and i want to tell you what that means that doesn't mean that mankind determine tells dictates to god what he shall damn right but man thinks it's one little phrase and oh that's no, 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 taking the Lord's name in vain is, I got a letter in the mail that said, oh, go, you need to go look up a YouTube video. Uh, heaven's trying to say something. What heaven's trying to say? That's blasphemous. God don't try. You don't know who he is. Well, God wants to do something. That's blasphemous. Now, there's young believers that learn, ain't learned how to speak yet. When the Lord just says somebody else to talk about luck and chance and all these things, right? Uh, we'll see if Rachel, that language learns, the Lord teaches them. He changes their language. They don't talk that way. They stop blaspheming. They stop saying these things. They start declaring what he did. In a world that rejects the Lord's word, they reject his truth when it's plainly declared. The believer rejoices. They said, the "Lord's done this." They said, "Let God be true, never man a liar." <laughs> he said, so. "I'm I'm the wrong one. He's the right one." No, I just ain't that bad. <laughs> world hates it. The world hates his the Lord's people without a valid cause, worldly or spiritually. In their eyes, in our eyes, right? Why do they hate us? Because of Christ. Because of the true and living Christ, not some dude named Jesus. Because of him. He's the Lord. From my teenage years, I've been told you think you're better than all of us, don't you? I said, no, I don't think I'm better. I think I'm worse. You're lying. <laughs> False humility. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. People told me, I said, you think you're the only one that's right? I said, no, I know that God's the only one that's right. I <clears throat> get mad. I get mad. It's black and white. I've sat down with the scriptures and I've shown people, I said, here's what God says. And, they, and eventually you paint them in a the corner hard enough and they'll say, I don't care what it says. Better. You will one day. i tell you, right nobody cares till they do. Mm. We just looked at walking in the light on Wednesday night, didn't we? Remember Noah's Ark? How many windows was in that ark? You boys remember? There's one window. That was a long time ago, huh? Two years ago. There's one window in that ark. That's the only place light came in, wasn't it? What if we saw this world through the light? What if we saw that we was on that ark and we saw this world in the light of Christ, through him, the window. What's this world? It ain't nothing but dead, floating, stinking corpses, bobbling in judgment. That's all this world is. That's all everything is. It's vanity. It's going to burn. is Just floating there. And the believer, not the heathen, the believer, not the unregenerate, the one that has life says, but for the grace of God there float I. Outside of his grace, outside of him sending his son for me, I have no hope. I ain't no different than them. I don't give a haughty spirit. I don't give a know-it-all spirit. It gives a broken and contrite heart. There's a big difference. We ain't uppity, we're downity. <laughs> we're not one-uppers, we're one-downers. Lord's people are. Like Jacob, the Lord puts a difference between his people and the world, between Israel and Egypt. We can't walk together. We're unevenly yoked. We, I can't have fellowship with them people because I ain't in the same ship. They're in a different ship. Is that plain enough? Okay. can't. We're not holer than thou. We're not trying to be exclusive, but the language of a true child of God's different than everybody else, and it's hated. Our confession of what he's done is hated by the punk and the pope. <laughs> Don't matter which end it is. At. Verse 3, back in our text, Genesis 31. <clears throat> Genesis 31, verse 3. And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. It's going to be hard, but you go, and as I promised you a long time ago, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. Jacob didn't belong there, he was in a heathen land among unbelievers. He belonged with his people, God's people. He belonged back in Bethel, the house of God, with the people of God, where the true and living God is worshipped. That's where the child of God belongs, right? We're gonna gather to that light now. This is the story of every son of Jacob. This is Jacob's story, and this is a story of every one of God's children. That's where we belong. He's been for twenty years. He's been there. All chapter 29, all chapter 30, he's been breeding cattle and making money and growing his family, right? Ain't got time for God. We got children. <laughs> Buddy, that's when you need to be raising them underneath the sound of the gospel. For 20 years, he didn't mention the Lord once. Just cattle, jealousy, division, envy, hatred, didn't it? But God, Lord came to him. Lord spoke to him here. God upholds his covenants. God upholds his vows. And in great mercy, he makes Jacob miserable. In the Lord's all-knowing wisdom and grace, he made Jacob miserable. He made his family hate him. Made his family turn against him. That way it would drive him to the house of God. Back to Bethel. That was the most... I I won't get off on that. Priscilla and Aquila lost their home. Got booted out of Italy. (laughs) You can't be here no more. They didn't sell it. There was no market to sell it in. They lost everything. You think that there's traveling down to Corinth going. That was that's the worst thing that's ever happened to us. This is miserable. And they bumped in some fellow named Paul, and they was in the same business. They was tent makers. And God saved them and, made, and used them mightily, mightily. Best thing that ever happened to them. They lost that house. Best thing that ever tapped to them. They went they went bust in in Italy, wouldn't it? God saved them. God used that for our benefit in this day. Best thing that ever happened. The Lord said, these things I've spoken unto you that you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Read in Acts 14, confirming the souls of the disciples and extorting them to continue in the faith. And that we must. We might, may, maybe. There's, no, it says we must. We must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. That's comforting. Like, this is what's supposed to happen. Oh, it's terrible. No, this this is how it's supposed to happen. I know. I've been through it. Oh, okay. (laughs) The the airplane's supposed to make that sound when you get about 2,000 feet up. That's what it's supposed to do. That gives you comfort, don't it? You in trouble? That's supposed to happen. I worry for the souls of those who do not have soul trouble. I worry for the souls of those who don't have a sin problem in their soul. You read that bulletin last week? All the ones that think they don't bear fruit are, are, are bearing fruit while they think they ain't. <laughs> That's fruit that they're bearing. <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ will hedge us about. We're going to read that next hour in Psalm 40, 34. But Hosea and Gomer, he hedged Gomer about it. It puts us right where he wants us. He hedges us in and that hedges the enemies out and it brings us to our Father. Brings us to our Lord. And it won't be easy. It won't be pleasant, but it will be profitable. It won't be pleasant, but it will be profitable. What kind of profit will there be? You're going to see a richness and mercy. You're going to be rich in grace. And you're going to be rich in his loving kindness. That's what that trial is going to bring. That's the instrument of instruction. I'm getting in the next hour. That's the instrument of instruction the Lord trains his children. It's trouble. Trials. That ought, ought to make a smile. I've had a rough week, Bob. That means the Lord loves me. It showed me He loves me a whole lot this week. That's a good thing, isn't it? He's going to call each of His children, just like our father Abraham, just like He called Isaac, just like He called Jacob. He's going to call them. Now, look here in verse 4. Jacob sent and called <laughs> Rachel and Leah to the field unto His flock. There was a command You come to the field. Called him by name, didn't he? What field's that? Green pasture? You come to where the other sheep are. (laughs) This is in the open, isn't it? We publicly profess Christ, don't we? We don't do it in a closet. These two heathen sisters, both deceivers, both selfish, both self-righteous, but they were chosen of God. They were given to Jacob. Jacob paid the perfect and full price for each one of them, and they're going to go with Jacob and Jacob's sons to the promised land. Mercy, exclamation point. Grace, exclamation point. <laughs> the Father chose a people as the bride of Christ. He gave us to him. Christ provided the full payment for us, and he's going to bring us to the promised land, and we're going to be with him forever where he is. He's going to bring us down to a field to teach us that too. Next hour Psalm 34. And that was written after David had faked being crazy. And after he faked being crazy in <laughs> Philistines and went hiding in a cave of Adullam, it says everyone that is in d- distress and everyone that is in debt and everyone that's discontented gathered themselves unto him and he became captain over them and they were with him about 400 men. We're drawn together, we're gathered together in this field or a hold or a cave, Right? And he's going to teach us the nature of sin. He's going to call his people and he's going to show us sin. Look here in verse 5. And he said unto them, I see your father's countenance, that it's not towards me as before. Your father's against me, but the God of my father hath been with me. What a thing to learn. I pray each one of us can learn this. Each one of us through experience, not through a piece of paper, through living it. That if God is for us, who can be against us? Nobody can be against us. They are. They ain't going to hurt you. You won't have one bone broken. The world wants to, but it can't. God's for us. God's for his people. He keeps his eye on his child. (laughs) He's going to teach us of the righteousness of Christ our husband. Look there in verse 6. And ye know that with all my power I have served your father. We work as unto the Lord when we do something. Why? Christ did. Christ did. He served with all his power to that law, didn't he? To honor his father. Jacob was a cheat. He was lazy. He was a mama's boy way up in years. Not any longer. That's what he was till God saved him. Not any longer. Believers, by God's grace, are trustworthy. They're hardworking. They're fair. They deal righteously in this world. They? King Saul. He got all his shepherds. <laughs> they all kept sheep, didn't they? All of them. David did. Went and fought bears and lions. King Saul kept his father's donkeys, and he lost them. And then a whole crew of them went out city to city to city, and they never did find them. A lot of people go into ministry because they ain't got nothing else to do. They can't do nothing else. That's a bad way. That's a bad way. Right there is where it stops. I was studying. I was working as hard as I could, and right there, I got a phone call. I was serving as hard as I could, Bob. Jaylee hurt her foot. Might be broke. Got to go to the hospital. Other children are coming here (laughs) for me to look after. But I got to go to work. I got to leave in a couple hours. What am I going to (laughs) do? When am I going to study? What am I going to do? God sent that. God hurt your foot. Why? I strive (laughs) serving my father. That's what I was doing. Then people scared to death we was going to sue them. I'm a child of God. I ain't suing nobody. The Lord sent it. You hear me? I'm his child. He sent that trouble. I thank him. I don't get mad and go out and act like a fool in front of the world. No, thank him. God sent this. He sent the trouble by serving him. He looked upon us. Nobody can be against me. The children got ebt cards in the mail the other day took me two and a half precious hours of my week to give them back i won't have it i won't do it i'm here on a mission you understand that either god will feed me by the gospel he'll provide for me or i'll take my coat like paul dust it off and i'll go on where where the gospel is it ain't gonna happen i must be about the business the father put me on i can't have it right then that's that's what I typed when I hung the phone up. And I thought, what am I gonna do? You need a you need a meal today. I don't have time to get you a meal today. And in 35 minutes I finished the rest of this message and the whole next one. I couldn't type fast enough. I said, Lord, you have to do this. I'm a sheep. I ain't got nothing but wolves around me. What am I gonna do? If you're gonna feed him, it's gonna have to be your feed. <laughs> He did. He was faithful. Verse 6. And you know that with all my power I served your father. The Lord, Lord's going to teach us, just as Jacob taught his wives, of the judgment that's just, and it's performed by God and accepted of God. Look at verse 7. And your father hath deceived me and changed my wages ten times, but God suffered him not to hurt me. Oh, Brother Todd had a message on this. Would you have quit working if somebody changed your wages ten times? It's just up and down, up and down, up and down. Get a job somewhere else, man. I ain't doing this. Jacob served with all his power at all ten wages. Our father completed all ten commandments for his children, didn't he? With all his power and perfection. Mm. Verse 8, if he said thus, here's how he changed them. The speckled shall be the wages, and then the cattle bear speckled. And if he said thus, the ring straight shall be the hire. Then they bear all the cattle ring strength. I thought about that all week. The difference between speckled and spotted. That's big spots, little spots. He said, You get all the spotted ones. And then they all come out spotted. He said, Well, you get all the ones with little spots, and then they come out. <laughs> finicky. Picky. Picky, isn't it? Pettiness is what it is. Verse 9. Thus God hath taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. Nothing was good enough for him, so the Lord gave it all to me. Why did the Lord word it last chapter we looked at? This was the totality of the covenant, wasn't it? You get the ring straight, speckled, spotted, and brown. That's what we looked at last time, wasn't it? And now we learn that Laban was just playing this by ear over time. What's that showing us? One, it gave me a message last week, so we see his covenant in totality. And now he gives me another message this week, so that's all that's very kind of him. It shows us we cannot satisfy the law. You can't keep up with it. You can't keep up. People think, well, now the Lord saves us. Now we've got to try to keep this and that. You can't do it. You can't make yourself holy. You can't do it. You, can't. you don't even know the law. Pe- people out saying they will sanctify themselves. You ever had a medium well steak? I love a medium well. Medium normally. You die and go to hell. You got to, do you have, do you have a, Lord had housing codes. Do you have a rail around top of your house? If you don't, you'll die and go to hell. We don't know his law, do we? We're outmatched, boys and girls. Lord gave us these things. That's what happened. Leah and Rachel, they saw all this play out and all Jacob's telling his brides the reason why. They said, you saw that. Remember we was getting speckled sheep, then we was getting ringed straight sheep, then we was getting spotted sheep, then we was getting brown sheep as ours? You saw that happen. You experienced this. Look at verse 10. And it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ring-straight, speckled, and grizzled at spot. And the angel of God spake to me in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, Here am I. And he said, Lift up now thine eyes and see. All the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring-straight, speckled, and grizzled. For I have seen all that labor doeth unto thee. His eyes on his people, isn't it? He's saying, (laughs) Jacob's telling his brides, all the cattle we have, every single one of them, no matter what they look like, God gave them. He's blessed us in spite of ourselves, and we can't stop him. It pleased him to do so. We're going to thank him anyway. He went on, verse 13, I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest the pillar. Remember that, Jacob? <laughs> and where thou vowest a vow unto me. Whew, poor conviction, isn't it? You remember that? Remember when you worshiped? He says, Now arise, get thee out of this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. Everything ever (laughs) was purposed, not planned, it was purposed by the Lord to drive Jacob home. That's what he's telling his wives. Everything has come to pass. They ain't a speckle or a spot on a sheep in that herd. That wasn't exactly where it needed to be to make Jacob be driven home. Is that your experience? Have you lived that? As we age, we desire to be with the Lord, to be away from sin, to be made like our husbandman, don't we? As we get older, I, this world just is more unappealing. More unappealing. He says, Go home, Jacob. This ain't your home. Verse 13 again. I'm the God of Bethel, where thou assignest the pillar, without vows, vowest to vow unto me, and the mere now arise, get thee out of this land and return into the land of thy kindred. He says, I'm the God of Bethel. You remember that? Remember that ladder you saw? Christ touching this earth, touching the heavens? All blessings come up and down. All the prayers go up through him, and all the blessings come down on him. Where you called on me, where you vowed a vow. Remember that? He said back in chapter 28, Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat, give me raiment to put on. He's got more wool and he knows what to do with. I can't sell it fast enough. So that I come into my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. He said, do you remember that, Jacob? Has he failed yet? Has the Lord been slack on any of his promises? He's been abundant, hasn't he? Verse 14, And Rachel, Rachel and Leah answered and said unto him, Is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our Father's house? They said, You're right. There is nothing here for us. Have you said that in this world? There ain't nothing here for me. I'm here. Like, I'm going to have to eat and sleep and live here, but there ain't nothing here for me. We're not even locked. <laughs> Look here at verse 15. Are, are we not counted for him as strangers? He do not even like us. For he hath sold us and hath quite devoured also our money. For all the riches which God hath taken from our Father, that's ours and our children's. Everything the Lord's increased, not what Laban's done, what God's done. That's what our increase is. Then you know what Paul told the church at Corinth? He said, All are yours. All things are yours, isn't it? Whether Paul or Paul of Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. And ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. If he owns a cattle on a thousand hills, well, right to us too, isn't it? Verse 16. For all the riches which God hath taken from our Father, that's ours, and our children's. Now, then. (laughs) You're right. Everything you've said is true, Jacob. There's nothing here for us. God's done everything. Now, then, whatsoever God hath said unto thee, do, do. For the man Jacob, I thought a lot about that. It was a lot easier for him to come there by himself. You ever travel by yourself? That's easy. You just put a toothbrush in a backpack and go. You ever had 12 children and four wives and 5,000 goats and camels? and <laughs> going to move all the way across the country with a big family and a bunch of stuff? Let me tell you, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard, ain't it? Imagine moving all that thing. Imagine moving every—I'll read it verbatim. You imagine that, moving everything you have across the country to serve God. It's hard, and there's more trouble on its way after that. That's the easy part. And his wife said, "Go," didn't it? My pastor told me that. It's so. Uh, I was talking to a man. They called him to be pastor at a place, and everybody asked him, "What's your wife think? What's your wife think? What's your wife think?" Normally. When the Lord calls a man, he calls his wife, too. <laughs> isn't it? What did Rachel and Leah say? Whatever God told you to do, do it. Whatever God told you to do, we're, we're, we'll walk with you. We'll help carry all this stuff. Isn't that something? He's got a long way to get home. This big chapter, isn't it? We'll, we'll stop there and pick up next. We'll do part two next time. So let's pray together. Father, how gracious you are to the people. We were at war with you. we were enmity, Still in our sins, Christ came to us to where we were, called us by name, brought us into His fold, <clears throat> provided for us everything that's required in abundance, blessed us in wealth of mercy, wealth of grace, wealth of love, and will keep us. Mm. make us thankful lord we're thankful make us more thankful we understand these things make us understand more us and grace and understanding and we believe but help our unbelief thank you for this hour lord be be with your children as it comfort their hearts and grow them as it pleases you to christ's name that we ask it amen